This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show, course, is part two of today's show. We always do noon on KKNW, and then we do three o'clock on Kixie. And and Hubbard is very nice to allow us to do that. And I want to thank everybody for being with us today. And Eric, you've made it hot. How did you make it hot? <laughs> I don't know how many times I got to tell you. I don't have control over the weather. <laughs> I do occasionally do weather forecasts for the stations here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like we've got some record-setting weather this weekend with sunshine and temperatures are supposed to be around 78 tomorrow. So it's like we just skipped straight from winter <laughs> to summer. <Where> the <laughs> it wasn't much spring, spring in between because it was uh, an extra chilly April. So Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. and we are now, what do we got, three days left or two days left in April, and then we're going to be, we'll be into May flowers. So That's right. That'll, that'll be great fun. We'll, we'll even get in uh, some April showers here, it looks like, <laughs> at the beginning of May. So. Oh, uh, well, it is Seattle after all. It and, is, but, yeah. But I, I tell you, and I was telling Nathan in um, at noon, this is why I live here and why most people do. I mean, it's nice. It's sunny. The air is clean. Um, the, the, the humidity is low. And, and it really is a nice place to live on days like today. It's beautiful. It really is a great testament to who we are, and we don't have to put up with any of the bugs and all the other crap that are in other parts <laughs> of the country. Or the world. Or, or the world, for that matter. And, but I'm not going to tell anybody, because I don't want anybody to know how nice it is here, because I don't want any more people to move here. Well, there's <laughs> enough of us. I think the word has gotten out. I, I think we've, we've already passed that. I think I think you're probably okay. right. I think you're probably right. Well, you know, I've got a great show for you today. And uh, and is, her name is uh, Kim Langling, and she is an author. She's a podcaster. She is a television host. She is uh, she's a great coffee drinker. Well, I don't know why that's there. But anyway, so she does. <laughs> you're <laughs> really trying to appeal to Seattleites today. Exactly. So if, she, if, she, if she's a great coffee drinker, she is allowed. She needs to move over here where the best coffee is from. I think. But in any event, her name is Kim Lingling. And Kim, how are you today, young lady? I am doing great, Kevin. How are you guys today? It's beautiful here. How is it in Pennsylvania? Well, we've got rain today and it looks like we're going to have rain for the next five days. Well, thank you for taking our rain. That's awfully nice of you. Yeah. And you said I'm a good, a great coffee drinker. What, what does that mean? What well, it says, it says right here on your website, it says author, host of Let Fear Bounce podcast, host of The Right Stuff, author's voice TV show, coffee drinker, and dog mom. Yes, I drink copious amounts of coffee. I do. Well, then you need to move here because this is where the best coffee is from. Well, no, that's not true. We don't grow it here, I suppose. We just, and Starbucks is based here, you know. Ah, okay. 
You don't sound very impressed. We have Starbucks everywhere, except actually, except for where I live. I'm kind of rural, but we might be getting one. We might be getting a Starbucks. Along with your first street light? We have numerous traffic lights. <laughs> oh, good. They're just spaced very far apart. <laughs> well, Kim, it's, thank you for being here. It's wonderful to have you because I, I really enjoy the work that you do and the work that you are doing. One of the things that we've kind of struck a note about and, and would like to uh, present to people quite a bit is, is something called that you have called and are calling the Nuggets of Hope. Uh, would you kind of explain where that lightning bolt came from for you to do that and what you're doing with it? Well, it was a little nudge, I felt. Uh, a couple years ago, I was seeing the word hope everywhere on billboards. I would hear it on the radio, people talking about hope, or I'd hear it in songs. I'd read it, whatever I was reading. The word was just showing up everywhere in front of me. And, and I kept feeling this strong nudge. And I'm like, all right, I'm supposed to do something with this word. What am I supposed to do with this word hope? I'm just one person. And it just kept coming to me. So I thought, all right, well, what can I do? So I went and got little cards. Out of, you know those cards? You can get them. And they're business size. And it says, like, you're awesome. You're a rock star. You know, things like that. Just something simple. So I got some of those. And I started carrying them with me. And I'd do my errands. I'd be in the grocery store or wherever it was I was doing errands. And I would start tucking those cards in wherever I was at on the shelves, in between the cookies, in a pocket of a pair of men's jeans, you know, in a package of underwear, <laughs> wherever. <laughs> so I was just tucking those things in and I would videotape myself and say, hey, I'm walking around the store just tucking in some little nuggets of hope. And I was just calling them nuggets of hope at that time. But the nudge kept coming and you've got to do, you've got to do something with hope. And I'm like, well, I am, I am, I'm, I'm putting these little cards everywhere. And then I, I realized that I was actually supposed to somehow provide hope to someone in person, like face to face, not these anonymous little card drops. And I wasn't sure how to go about doing that, but that's, that's the feeling that was coming real strong to me. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. So I kept telling myself or thinking of them as nuggets of hope. And I thought, well, I'll just, I'll just look for some nuggets, you know? So I started looking for stones and I found these really pretty polished stones with the word hope on them, found them online. So I bought a few and I started carrying those with me. And when I was out and about, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to approach a complete stranger and say, Hey, here's, here's a nugget of hope. I mean, you know, it would almost make me look like a creeper or a stalker. And I really didn't want to come across as a creeper or a stalker. But I would be walking around the store and all of a sudden I would just get a very strong feeling. Like if I saw a person or noticed a person in an aisle or walking down an aisle, I would get this strong feeling that that's the person I was supposed to approach. And it was stepping outside my comfort zone because I wasn't really sure. I'm, I kept questioning is, am I really supposed to be doing this? But I started doing that. I would walk up to a person with my little stone in my hand and I would just say, excuse me, sir or ma'am. Um, I would like to just give you a, a nugget of hope today. And I would hold out my hand and they would inevitably that uh, every one of them has held out their hand. And I just placed that stone in their hand and say, I just want to give you a nugget of hope. 
be blessed. And I turn and walk away. I don't feel I'm supposed to talk to them or find out what their lives are, or even what their names are. And the responses that I've gotten and continue to get um, are always, oh, goodness, it really gets to you. It just, your heart overflows because I've, I've had smiles. I've had laughter. I've had looks that are like, you know, who are you and why are you doing this? You crazy woman. I've had, you know, tears. I've gotten numerous hugs lately. And I, I've had only one, only one time I had an older gentleman. He must have been in his mid to late 80s. Um, he responded to me with anger. He was he was quite angry and obviously not having a great day. And he yelled at me in the middle of the store. And his wording was when I said, excuse me, sir, I'd like to give you a nugget of hope today. He held out his hand and he accepted the, the little nugget that I gave him. But then he yelled in my face. <laughs> What the hell do I have to hope for? Oh. And he yelled it. And I just stood there and I took it because I knew he wasn't, I knew he wasn't yelling at me. No. And I just said, well, sir, it's whatever it is that you need to hope for. So I hope you have a blessed day. And I walked away and he was still mumbling and, you know, swearing and, and, as I was walking away, finishing up my errands, I was thinking about that guy. And I was thinking, you know, he was angry. He was probably very tired. Maybe he's caring for a loved one. Maybe his spouse, his wife has Alzheimer's or dementia and he has had no sleep. He worries all the time. He doesn't know how to uh, take care of everything in the house and take care of her. And he didn't get any sleep the night before. And he's just hurrying out to try and get some errands done. And he's so darn tired. And he just wants to be home. Maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe he himself had been ill or is ill. And he's, it's everything he's got to drag his feet through the store to pick up those few items that he needs. And he just wants to get home. He doesn't want to be out in public. He doesn't want to be around people. He's tired and he's cranky and he just wants to sleep. We don't know what no. someone is going through. And so I think, you know, maybe not that day, but maybe the next day, you know, and maybe he's coming downstairs and he has all his change and his keys in that little bowl on the hallway table and that little nugget of hopes there. Maybe he'll look down that, you know, maybe that next day he looked down. And saw that little nugget of hope and picked it up. And maybe it changed his day that day. And if it wasn't that day, maybe it was the next day. But I, I believe that at some point, whenever he picked that up and he'd be like, oh, I remember that lady that gave this to me in Walmart and I yelled at her. But maybe that's when he needed it most. Mm -hmm. No, you know? no, no, no so, question about it. That's we don't know. That's why I don't I don't feel that I'm supposed to talk to people. I'm just supposed to give them that little nugget and it'll hit them when it's supposed to hit them. It'll you know, the, the blessing of it will cover them when they need it. Where did you now? I know that you got this little nudge. I came from somewhere um, and I know that, you know, where it came from and you can call it god you can call it the universe you can call it you know uh, 
anything you want to really it's it's the same it's the same it's the same feller up there that is <laughs> it's the same guy to, to me the nudge came from god as a christian that's i strongly feel that it came from god and, and why, I, I continue to get those little nudges from him. Yeah. And this is one of the things I wanted to focus on today because I think it's very, very important, regardless of what your religious affiliation or lack thereof. Uh, that's not the point because we all are, we all have the ability to be in contact with the divine at any given time. And if we are open to it, we will receive messages from it. Um, you've received, you were receiving a message of, hope which led which took you down from where you started to getting these rocks and you having an impact in your community from doing for all you're doing is handing out little rocks but there are people that know you know there was this lady oh i saw her the other day and and it it <laughs> it mushrooms out and that's how it happens um and i and congratulations good, good job for you why did you act on it or were you saying okay shut up already i'll do it <laughs> i actually argued and for me i never win arguments with god <laughs> i don't think anyone ever does they're hard to but, win yeah yeah but i kept saying you know i i i don't think i'm the person because when all of that was happening and you know to be very honest i wasn't in a good mental space I wasn't in a good spot and I, you know, I was in one of my dark spots and I wanted to just stay there for a while as we often, you know, those of us who I live with PTSD and I do have my dark times where it's just stay away from people, stay away from humanity, just me and my dog and I'm good. And when all of that started nudging me, I started feeling those nudges. I, I was in one of those dark spots and I was like, I'm not the person to be giving people hope, you know, and those, those were the words I was using. What, what are you, what are you picking me for? Well, I don't want to go out there and be nice to people. And I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, I have a, a, a word for you or several words for you, which is <laughs> if not you, who I know. I know, but you know, when you're, if, if you have ever, I'm not going to assume if you've ever been in a dark spot and I call it going into my little hole, I'm just going into my pit for a while. You don't want to deal with anything when you're in that spot. And, and I know many out there listening have probably been there and maybe you're there right now. I get it. I get it. But I also hope, if you are sitting in that spot right now, I hope that you feel a nudge from somewhere to get out there and maybe give somebody a smile. Or maybe somebody is going to give you a smile or give you a hug or give you a text or a phone call. And that's going to be that little spark that you need. Because I know we all need that. We all need that from time to time in our lives. We weren't meant to be on this planet to be solitary. No. And so I'm glad that I followed the nudge, even when I didn't want to, I did it anyway. And I've learned to do that because I know it's best for me as well. And I know it's often said, you know, the giver always receives more than the recipient. Um, I can honestly say that, yes, 
giving these little nuggets of hope out. And I, I carry them with me, whether I'm having a good day or a bad day. And if I feel nudged, whether I'm having a good day or a bad day, I will approach someone and give them this little nugget. And without fail, it turns my day around. And if not my day, then it turns those few minutes around. That's enough to keep me going too. I'll submit to you that part of the, part of the reason for the nudge, given the place that you were, was that he was saying, all right, Kim, let's, let's, let's go. Time to get up. We got things to do. You're the one that can do it. And so I don't want you to be in that negative place anymore. I want you to be, and, and you, and you got out of it. And, and that's, that's really cool that, that even though you were in a, in what you would call a dark place, because we all have, not all of us, but most of us have some form of PTSD and some form of trauma that's happened in our lives. Or depression. Like, any, you know, <clears throat> it could be depression, grief, loneliness. Any of those things can put you in a dark spot. Well, that's that 86-year-old gentleman, or he was in his 80s someplace, he was in one of those dark spots. And, you know, and I feel for people of that age because it's like, okay, I seem to remember last week I was 65. Yeah. Now I'm 86. I don't feel particularly well. I'm I, I'm nearing the end of my time here, and I don't have any hope, and I don't have any, you know. Then then you start thinking about what you don't have, right? All of these things, and uh, and to have somebody like you, I'm willing to bet. I'll bet you dollars to donuts that if we were to contact, if we were to run that guy down, not in a car or anything, but if, if we were to track him down. And uh, uh, we were to say, okay, do you remember that? And he would say, yes, I remember it. And the, the uh, nugget is on my nightstand by my bed. Now, I, I, I feel that too. I, I feel that as well. It, yeah. It was an important piece for him, even though that's something that you'll never know how right. it impacted him. But it doesn't matter. Right. Because you did it for the goodness of your heart. And by the way, these stones that you're giving out, they're, they're, it's not like they're free. They, they, you pay for them out of your own pocket, and then you go do this. And there's another thing, well, we're going to talk about that in the, in the second half. There's another thing that you do. And stay tuned for this because this, is, this is really is going to be important. We're going to talk about her work with the Veterans Administration and with her, her group that she works with. And the, and the radio show she does on a weekly basis on behalf of vets that I really, I really want to applaud her for. So we're going to talk about that after our break, which is coming up in a few minutes. But I just wanted to say, you know, I am so taken with you because of the person that you are. And you, you're, you're not wildly famous, <laughs> but you're, you're making yourself so by putting yourself out there. Why you? Why do you do it? I do it because I feel like I'm supposed to. I, I I do feel I do strongly feel nudged to to do this the nuggets of hope and to expand upon that as well. Um, you know, I, I just gave a I was asked to be a keynote speaker at a local um, a local assisted living congratulations here, and it was for their annual volunteer luncheon, and. I of course said yes. And I, I took my little nuggets of hope and I took some gratitude journals that I had and my most recent book, when hope found me, I took a few copies of that 
And my whole talk was about hope and how everybody can be a nugget of hope to someone, you know, and it was so well received. And I met some beautiful people and I have these little, I had little cards made up. It just says share a nugget of hope today. And then on the back, it says the, the world is a better place because you are in it. And I gave every person there one of those little cards. And I had numerous people come up to me and say, can I have a couple more? Cause I'd love to give one to my neighbor or I'd love to give one to my daughter. And one gentleman came up and said, if you've got extra, could I have a handful? Because I have all kinds of people I'd like to give a nugget of hope to. And I was just like, I was so overwhelmed. And I said, sure, have as many as you want. And that was really cool. That was really cool. And I was, I was really excited about that because all those people there, it was a full room. It was a full house. And every one of them, every one of them thanked me afterwards. And it was very, very humbling, very humbling. What I'd like you to do if you're listening to this and there is perhaps a tug in your heart, a little nudge that you're getting, if this message resonates with you, I want you to call Kim. You can do that by going to her website, Kim Langling, which is L-E-N-G-L-I-N-G, author dot com and um she can tell you where she gets the these materials that you can buy for yourself and begin a seattle chapter of uh give nuggets of hope and uh if that's in your heart to do i strongly suggest you do it we i would like to make this a national movement wouldn't that be cool i mean <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome <laughs> that I, I want it to be so well known that people will give nuggets and people will then say, well, you know what? I've got another one for you too. I'll give you one back. And so they're exchanging nuggets because everybody is, is, um, feeling, feeling. And, and that's, that's exactly how major, um, movements begin. And I can't think of a better one than that is being, being positive, being hopeful and giving people uh, a nugget of hope and not expecting anything in return. That's right. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> I, know, I, buy, I buy all this stuff myself. <laughs> you know? Well, which, which brings me to point two. If you would like to support her work and support uh, what she is doing <laughs> for folks, you're welcome to do that as well. Go, you know, knowing her, what she'll do, you'll call her up and say, Kim, I love what you do. I want to support you. I want to write you a check. And she'll say, oh, no, you don't have to do that. But you're going to, in this case, my dear, you're going to say yes, because it's. <laughs> you, you do know me. You do know me. <laughs> I think we've talked enough times on here that, yeah, you're, you're starting to know me a little pretty well, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, 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 you will not. You're not a salesperson. You're doing this from the goodness of your heart. But if people want to join you and uh, and work with you, that would be, I think that would be just, just, just awesome. Yeah, it would, it would be cool. It would be very cool. Yeah. And, and I, I've never heard, I've been doing this for a while and you are the only person I've ever heard. And if, if somebody else has got somebody in, in our community here in Seattle that is, has been nudged and is doing similar things, you can put it in the chat or you can give us a call and let us know what they're doing 
to be um, um, helpful to the community, 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Now, there is one gal that I know that was, that is, this goes back to 2003. She was a musician, and uh, her name is Beverly Graham. And she was um, with her band. Who was booked to play in downtown Seattle. And so they were driving into downtown Seattle and they, and she noticed people um, with the dumpsters open dump, doing basically dumpster diving, mm-hmm. trying, trying to get dinner and, and stuff from what other people's garbage was. And, and she took it upon herself to say, uh, um, I'm not, I'm not going to allow that to stand. And so she developed um, meals with wheels in the Seattle area and now it is a multi they they've given out millions of meals and it made a tremendous amount of difference all because she got nudged while being in a car and that said beverly you're gonna have to make that work and so and she she and her husband mortgaged their house three different times um they're still together as far as i know (laughs) pretty cool on his part uh but but that those are the things that can happen to a community when we all decide that we're going to get together and thank God that you're doing what you're doing. Um, and I appreciate you. I really do. Well, the world, the world needs a little more brightness with all the craziness that's going on. (laughs) You think? Yeah. Yeah. It's discouraging. Sometimes if you let it be the world, the world, what's going on in, in numerous areas, um, is so discouraging and can really bring you down. And quite honestly, I, I don't watch TV anymore. I don't, uh, I very rarely listen to or watch the news just because it's, you know, there's so much other things that could be done for the good instead of just listening to negativity all the time. I used to be a news junkie. Um, I can't listen to it anymore. Yeah. It is, it's just, it, I feel like I need to go take a shower after watching an hour of, of the news because it's just, it's just icky and it's not, or it makes you angry. And I'm like, you know, I don't have time. I don't, that's not the energy I want to have coming at me. Right. You know, and, and I don't want to feel angry all the time. And there's so many people, I don't know if you know some folks, but if they're, they're letting themselves get sucked into everything, all this negativity and stuff that's just swirling around. They let themselves get sucked into it. And then they in turn start being kind of crabby and bitter and nasty. And I wonder if they notice it. No, no, because, and what they don't really notice is that the outlets and those particular people that, that are spewing that stuff, they're doing it with a purpose. They're doing right. it for ratings. They're doing it so that there's one guy who was on Fox. He just got let go from Fox because they had to because of, of what he did. But he spewed some of the most awful stuff, and he could do that, and he had a big audience. And so he got paid well. And so I, to me, that's like the, <laughs> like the devil says, come over here. I want to talk to you for a minute. He, you do what I say and I'm going to make you, you know, rich and, and, uh, and, but you, you've got to talk negatively about stuff. And I, I'm just, so I hope, I hope people stop doing that, but, but I could talk to you all day, but I've got to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk more with 
Kim Langling. Go to KimLanglingAuthor.com. Go contribute to giving nuggets of hope to humanity. That would be a really cool thing to do. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio on Kixie 880 AM, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hello, everybody. If I could have your attention, please, I have an important announcement to make just for you. As you may know, PTR is heard and seen on radio, KKNW, and now Kixie, several websites, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and most social media. At PTR, we believe in working together to make the world a better place. And because you're listening, we know that you're dedicated to the same. So we'd like to support your efforts by offering an outstanding multimedia package for you at a deeply discounted rate. As our partner, you'll receive commercial creation, both video and audio, at least 10 commercial plays per week, a monthly show to highlight your business and passion, exclusive website positioning with links, video shorts for social media, commercial plays on all shows, podcasts, KKNW, and Kixie. Your commercial is embedded into each episode and as a podcast is sent to over 50 different platforms. All shows are performed live and sent to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter and stay there forever. Your podcast episodes are provided to you to use as you see fit. This one-time offer is only $250 a week based on a 13-week commitment. And as our partner, we are vested in your success and will do everything in our power to make it happen. However, there are limited spots available, so don't hesitate. Please email me at kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's get the ball rolling. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey there, I would personally like to thank you for making Positive Talk Radio part of your day. Whether you like podcasts or the radio show, we're glad to have you along. I'd love to hear from you with thoughts about the show and ways that we can make it even better. You are the reason we do these shows, because the more people we can touch, the better we can make the planet and our time here just magnificent. Please contact me, Kevin, at kmmedia.pro with any thoughts, comments, or suggestions. And thank you for being in my dream. And welcome back, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to KIXI, which is Kixie. 880 on your dial. We, we also do three shows a week on KKNW, 1150 AM. And so we're here Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday. And we and hope that you will uh, stay with us, participate with us, because we have some of the most outstanding guests that I can find anywhere. And when I say outstanding guests that I can find anywhere, I don't mean the famous people. I mean the people that are actually doing stuff. 
that are actually interested in for the betterment of humanity and mankind. Okay, are there some celebrities that that are interested in that? Well, yes, there are, but that's not the point. The point is that I want to talk to people who will can walk up to you and drop a nugget of hope in your hand and change your day like mm-hmm. nobody else can. And we've got that gal with us today. Her name is Kim Langling, and she's go to kimlangleauthor.com. She's got some books, the, 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 and she's an she's she does all kinds of stuff. She's a podcaster. She she's a writer. She's a writer coach. She does uh, um, she's she, and she, she does a radio show every Friday Friday after afternoon evening, isn't it? Sunday evening, actually. It's Sunday evening. Ah, oh, dang it! I I should have written that down. Sunday evening. Describe what that show is for us. That is, it's um, portions of and sometimes full episodes of uh, pieces of my podcast. It's Let Fear Bounce, Tossing Nuggets of Hope. And that is on the About Face Radio Network, uh, which is all of the DJs and all of the show hosts. They're all veterans. And the the board of directors and all the folks that that formed this this media network, um, they are all veterans. So that's that's what it's on. It's called About Face Radio, and it's online streaming. And my show, Let Fear Bounce, Tossing Nuggets of Hope, is each Sunday, 5 p.m. Uh, okay, I'm Eastern Standard Time. They're two hours behind me, so wherever that is. <laughs> that would be 3 p.m. Uh, 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 Central Time. No, two hours. Mountain, mountain time. You're uh, you're right. Mountain time. Mountain yeah. Time. So I think Colorado is where it's based out of. So it's five p.m. Colorado time, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sundays, on About Face Radio Network. And is that the one that you are involved with 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 the veterans that you do something? Don't you do a television show too? I do. And that's, that's with, uh, it's a whole separate thing. Um, that's all I bring authors on my show. It's called the right stuff. Okay. W R I T E the right stuff. Um, and that's, I bring authors on and talk to them about, you know, what they write, why they write, when they started writing. And, you know, I like to find out their little quirks and their personality and all of that. So we can get behind, you know, behind the book cover. I want to see who the person is, you know, learn who the person is, who's writing all those cool stories. But I do that. I think what you're talking about is the veteran post that I'm involved in here in my local community. That's what I was trying to get to. Yes. (laughs) That is, I'm a member of the veterans of the Vietnam war. I am not a Vietnam vet. I'm a little young for that, but, uh, it's open. Our post is open to all honorably discharged veterans. And I've been a member, I'm a lifetime member and have been for gosh, I think 30 years now. Um, and I, I'm still considered the kid. I'm considered one of the younger ones. And I'm like, you know what, you can call me the kid as long as you want. <laughs> most of the, most of the folks are Vietnam vets. So they're, they're close to 20 years older than I am. Um, but we have project support our troops. And that is, the commander's wife and myself, who's I've been friends with them for you know decades now, uh, we co-chair Project Support Our Troops for the past, we're, we're now in our 23rd year, and every month we send care packages to men and women in the military who are deployed around the globe. 
Um, so, and that's all done by donations, including the money for postage. And, you know, it's, we look back, we've, we've literally shipped hundreds of thousands of boxes in the last 23 years. We do it every single month. And, uh, that has been quite a journey. Now I could write one hell of a book on that journey there, <laughs> sending boxes to the, to the men and women, just because the emails and the phone calls that we've gotten as thank yous, because yeah, we're shipping out stuff that we take for granted. We take so much for granted. Truly, we do on a daily basis. But when you're deployed somewhere, whether it's the mountains of Afghanistan or the deserts of Iran or Iraq, you might not have ready access to toilet paper or Q-tips or eye drops or chapstick or candy, <laughs> beef jerky. You know, you want to send that stuff too because it's a morale booster. And that's the type of things we send. And it's, you know, it's, all, it's typically small portable items that they can carry on their person. And you got to remember that a lot of times they're carrying a whole lot of weight already on their person. And we don't want to add to that. But we, we've been doing that for, yeah, 23 years each and every month, all done by donations. And I said earlier, I'm in a pretty rural community. So it's small towns, you know, and like the largest town near me, I think it has 12,000 people in it, you know, mm -hmm. so that's the largest town near me. And it's, the, we've gotten to be known, you know, like, oh, there's the troop lady, you know, because <laughs> I, I, for 23 years, I've been begging people when, you know, I'm like, hey, our cupboards are bare. We got another packing coming up and we need to get some stuff shipped out to our men and women. You know, and without fail, they, you know, the community comes through and we have not once in all those years missed a month because we didn't have stuff. That's amazing. That is, yeah. that, you, you know, and there again, it's amazing what people can do if they work together for a common goal and for the common good of all. And I imagine that if you are having having some of these ready to eat things that they I'm, I'm not sure what they call them there is a derogatory name that they call them i know um but they are you know prepackaged meals that the military gets when you are on deployment and you're away from home to get something like a little package of beef jerky would be like to die for you know we we get requests a lot for beef jerky slim jims starburst skittles <laughs> Um, sometimes, you know, it, when it was in a really, remember those like 2004 through six, it was really hot. They're just, you know, it was really crazy. The whole shock and awe era in Iraq right. and all of that. Um, we were shipping hundreds and hundreds of boxes per month, like four to 600 boxes per month for several years. And we would, you know, we'd have units that we would send to, we'd send to a person, someone from the local community said, this is my son or this is my grandson. But we always put a personal letter in every box saying, hey, if there's someone that doesn't get mail in your unit or your battalion, whatever the case may be, or on your ship, send us with their permission, send us their name too, and we'll add them to the list. So we'll get whole units. And the one time we got an entire ship and we were like, <laughs> "Woo!" I mean, we were super excited. And then we're like, oh my gosh, we have to really start begging people for stuff now. <laughs> but, <laughs> But it all came through and you, you know, 
what's amazing though is over the years, and this has not changed in 23 years, people don't realize how many people receive no mail from anyone at all. And those are the ones that we want to be able to connect with as well. So, I mean, if someone's listening right now and you have somebody that's deployed or you know of someone who's deployed, connect with me and give me their name and address and we will put them on our list because it's, it's anybody who's deployed outside the United States because anybody who's in the U.S., they, they have access to everything. So it's just for those who are deployed, but we're constantly looking for names and addresses and they are kept strictly confidential they are never shared anywhere with anyone ever um but yeah if if anybody out there has someone who's serving goodness get me their name and address and we'll pop them on the list um we ship out every month every single month we just had a packing on the 18th uh last week or week before and we have you know again we'll do it again next month too but that has been one heck of a journey. Um, there's been times where sometimes uh, one of the soldiers will, on their way home, if they're rotating home back to the U.S., we had one gentleman who was from Arkansas, and um, he sent us, he called us actually, and said, I'm going to swing by. I want to meet you guys. I want to meet you ladies in person. And we're like, swing by? You live in Arkansas. We're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> he swung by. He came by. And we met him at a, a local little mom pod diner and he wanted to personally give us a challenge coin, a unit challenge coin that they have. And I don't know if anybody out there, veterans challenge coins, units typically get challenge coins. They're coins, large coins, like the size of a silver dollar, but it has like your units colors and your units number and, and your insignia on them. And it's, you keep them in your pocket. And like when you're out and about, if someone slams one of those coins on a counter or a bar top mm -hmm. and you don't get yours mm -hmm. out quick enough, mm -hmm. then uh, you have to buy everybody a drink. <laughs> but they're also collectible. A lot of folks collect them. But this gentleman swung by Pennsylvania because he wanted to give Lori and myself um, personally a challenge coin and he wanted to personally thank us. And he shared a lot more than what he'd shared in his emails or letters while he was deployed and um, said that, you know, it's uh, so humbling. He said we kept him sane because he could share stuff with us that he couldn't share with his wife um, or family members because we're outside that bubble. Right. You know, and um yeah, we sat and talked to him for a long time. We sat and talked to him for a long time. And, well, we listened. We listened to him for a long time. And it was very, very humbling and uh, that he took the time out to, to come to Pennsylvania before going home after a long deployment just to say thank you. And we've had so many people do that. And it's humbling each and every time. Lori and I are... Oh my goodness. We've been brought to tears. So, so many times, so many times over the years, just by the, the humble thank yous that we receive, you know, I will, it's amazing. It's amazing. I want to tell you, there aren't very many people that will stick to 23 years of doing anything, let alone mm -hmm. doing something out of the goodness of your heart, which means that once a month 
you're sending out hundreds of thousands of these things and on a on a monthly basis how long does it take you to pack these guys up and uh, and to get all the everything together and to and to sub pack some of the stuff and put them in the baggies and to do stuff like that if it comes in bulk and all that kind of stuff how many hours does all of that take uh you don't even know, do you? No, no, because we just do it. We just do it. Um, like the night that we have a packing, we're done in an hour. We have it down to a science. Oh, wow. So we're done in an hour. It, but throughout the rest of the month, as donations are coming, because we have donation drop-offs around town, we will, if someone gives me a call or gives Lori a call or gives one of the guys from the post a call and says, hey, we our box is full here. I go and pick it up. We go and pick it up. We sort stuff out. We do have to baggy up certain things, you know, like personal hygiene items or anything mm -hmm. that might leak or spill or explode. Um, so we do, there is a lot of behind the scenes. It's not just putting all a bunch of goodies in a box. We do a whole lot uh, prior to any packing, but we all, we've been doing it for so long. Everybody just kind of has their spot and they just do their thing. I do. I'm the one that does most of the PR and the marketing for it. I'm the one that's out there talking and meeting with people and on the radio talking about it. And that's kind of, I just fell into that years ago. And uh, Lori, she does a lot of, she does all of like keeping the, the names, the database of names all together and keeping in contact with the larger corporations that give us regular donations to keep us going. So we all kind of have our jobs that we just fell into. And now it's just part of our life after 23 years. You know, it's just, it's just what we do. <laughs> well, I got to take him. I, I want to thank you because I don't know if you know the large uh, military communities that we have here in the Northwest. We have McCord, we have Fort Lewis, we have mm. um, Woodby Island, uh, we've got Trident, we, or we've got, I don't even know the names of all of them, but we in up in Everett, there's a, there's a great, so we've got a lot of military families here. But do you know, if, is anybody doing this the way that you're doing this anywhere else in the country? Are you, do you know? Um, I honestly don't know. Uh, Okay, so I have really heard I have heard over the years that there are some that they're for profit. Ah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, we we don't <laughs> do it for profit <laughs> at all, and never will. Um, everybody that does stuff with our or with our, it's all volunteer. It's all volunteer time, and everything that we get is donation everything including the postage people think that the post office will give us a break no that's never happened and it never will we do not get a break on postage even though we're sending you know hundreds of boxes each month do you but have any idea how much you're spending in postage it depends on the month um the boxes that we send typically cost i think between 25 and 27 dollars so times that by 150 each month or 200 each month Oh, that's then, $2,500. Yeah. Yeah. Per month. Per month. And then, we have a core group of eight people that does this. Who, how did, you know, I'm astounded because we don't hear this kind of story a great deal when we talk about um, what people are doing out of the goodness of their heart for nothing. 
You're not expecting any returns. You're not expecting you. You're not, as an example, you're not paying for this radio time. You're not buying commercials. We're, I'm doing this and we're doing this together because I believe in what you're doing. You're the most remarkable woman I've met in a long time. You know that. Thank you. <laughs> I, get, I get really uncomfortable with stuff. I know. Well, you in case know, you and, haven't noticed. <laughs> I can feel my face like on fire right now. <laughs> but but you you understand that that is the exact right response. You say thank you. You are doing. You're doing, for lack of a better term, you're doing the Lord's work. You're doing great things for humanity. Um, you're affecting many more people's lives than some guy sitting on TV and spewing ugly stuff. You're you're doing something really great and. You're doing it out of your own pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not. Maybe asking. that's why we're all poor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's somebody out there going, well, you know, your business model's not all that good. <laughs> I I can fix your business model for you overnight, and we can charge people for this. And sure, and well, you know, the veteran post—it's a nonprofit. It's a veteran post, you know, right. so that's a nonprofit, and it's all veterans that do this. We we all, and like I said, with Project Support Our Troops, it's a core group of people of about eight people that have, you know, others other volunteers come and go over the years, and. Lori and I are the mainstay for the past 23 years. We we've been there from, well, we came up with it from day one. Um, but I can't see myself doing anything else, you know, I mean, to not have, that's such a big part of who I am now. And, you know, and as a veteran myself, I care very deeply about these folks that are deployed and it's not only just sending them boxes, but when they return home, if they're local, transitioning is not always easy for combat veterans. Right. And we, uh, as a post, very quietly on the back end, will we'll help out in what way we need to or can for those that might struggle when they come home. Um, it's a lot more than putting goodies in a box. We do a whole lot more very quietly and on the down low um, to make sure that they're cared for and they're safe and healthy. There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that people go through and it just, um, I'm, I'm ridiculously, empathetic and I, I it rips me apart to see someone hurting or to see someone sinking into a dark place because myself and the guys the Vietnam vets in our post they're they're all combat Vietnam vets some of them all of them lived through hell you know lived breathed and ate it every day for however long they were deployed they still carry their demons. So they, we can recognize when a young man or young woman's coming home and that they're carrying some demons on their shoulders. They might not admit it, but we can recognize it. We can see it. We might not know exactly what it is that they're carrying, but we can see it. 
and we can reach out in a gentle way because we've been there, done that. And yeah, a lot yeah. of times family members can't approach in the way that we can. And this is not a negative saying that I'm going to say next people. It's not negative at all, but they have not been there and done that. So yeah. you can say, you know, you care for your loved one. Oh my goodness. You're so happy to have them home. Yes. But please don't expect them to be the same person when they come home. You're it's super exciting. Yay. They're home. Have a big party. Fantastic. Couple days later, maybe you know your loved one. <laughs> you, then you're starting to realize, wow. And maybe they're not talking. Maybe they're not eating. Maybe they're not sleeping. Maybe they're starting to drink too much. Always out. You know that we 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 get calls. We get family members that reach out to us and say, I don't know what to do. And a guy, you know, one of our guys might go and talk to, to the guy, you know, or, or girl, whoever that they're comfortable speaking with and just uh, give them guidance. You know, Hey, here's a number, call this, or do you need a ride to the VA? I'll take you there. You know, and, and we've all, we've way. all done that. We've all offered that. And it's just all part of it, you know, and send in boxes with, um, the monthly care packages, that's just kind of, you know, like icing on the cake. That's the fun part. That's the fun part for us. <laughs> and there's a new number I want everybody to take note of, and that is 988. If you are feeling um, out of sorts, if you're feeling depressed, if and be it military or not, or any of us, a 988 is the number I want you to remember. Kimberly, 988, and then for the veteran crisis hotline, it's 988. You got to press 1. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, option one, nine eight eight. Option one is the veteran crisis hotline. So don't forget the one. That's important. Thank you so much, Kim Langling. Author dot com is where you need to go. You're a remarkable lady. I don't know how you how much time it takes, how much money you invest, but thank God that you're here, and I just Thanks. appreciate you greatly. And um, that's just anything you'd like to add before we go. Thanks for giving me a place to chat. This is this is so much fun, and you are you know every time now, ladies and gentlemen, this is like the third or fourth time that I've I've talked with Kim, and every time it gets deeper and it gets more interesting because she is doing phenomenal things. And in fact, just real quick, I got to before we go, and that is that the uh, you were in a dark place one time and your brothers at the hall came and they took you and they saved you just like you worked to save everybody else. Is that a true story? That is a true story. Yes, it is. They saw demons that I was carrying that I wasn't sharing with anybody. And they said they were going to drag my butt to the VA if I didn't go. And I said, bleep, 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 bleep. And, and uh, they eventually and they, did drag my butt to the VA and make me go. Yeah. Kim Lingling has been with us today. I just wanted to get that story in because that's that's the brotherhood and that's how it all works. Um, Kim Lingling, thank you so much for being here. And by the way, everybody, be kind to each other because each other is all we've got. That's right. We'll see you Monday at Monday. <laughs> <laughs>